Miami took next man up to another level, missing three key rotation players and taking on the resurgent Milwaukee Bucks and starting their 29th different lineup. And the result, well, a blowout win over the Bucks, led by Nikola Jovic and Duncan Robinson, just like we all scripted it, an incredible gutsy performance that serves as a powerful reminder of what this team is capable of. And we'll break it all down today's episode of Locked on Heat. You are locked on Heat, your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to Locked On Heat, your daily podcast on the Miami Heat. I'm Wes Goldberg, editor at allyoucanheat.com. Joining me as always, it's longtime NBA reporter David Ramil. However you're tuning in on YouTube, Odyssey, or your favorite podcast app, thanks so much for making Locked On Heat your first listen. Every day recording this on Tuesday night after the heat beat the Bucks 123 to 97. And David, I can't I can't figure out how they always do this. No Jimmy Butler, no Terry Rozier, no Josh Richardson, no problem. This team plays one of its best games of the entire season. I realize the Bucks were on the second night of a back-to-back, but that alone does not explain what I just watched. How do they always do this? You know, I, I think it's kind of a joke uh in, in that has become rooted in reality when it comes to this team, like the constant preaching, the, the visualization of the next man up and staying ready so that you don't have to get ready or get ready. So you don't have to stay ready or something along those lines, whatever it is that you don't have them always stay ready. So you don't have to get ready. Right. And this team accepts it to an incredible level. Like Nikola Jovic, and we'll talk about him throughout the show because he was phenomenal tonight. Yeah. Plays in one of the last, what, eight games? Started a bunch of games when Jimmy was out and they had a number of injury issues. Then Jimmy and the team gets fairly healthy and Nico's out, basically. He winds up playing in one game. So what does he do? He comes in tonight and has the best performance of his career. And I, it is inexplicable, but I think there's something to this team just having that mentality of you never know when your opportunity is going to present itself and you always have to be able to capitalize itself. It's heat culture at its most cliche and it's most realistic in that there is a level of accountability that just permeates through every aspect of the organization from the front office all the way to the last player on the bench, understanding that you have a role to play. And when that role is demanded of you to excel you better come through and you better show up. And that's exactly what Miami did tonight. And I know that a lot of Bucks fans will point to the second night of a back-to-back. It was the second night of a back-to-back at home for the Bucks. first of all. The Heat were stranded on their air at an airport and their flight was delayed by six hours. So basically their their rest was negated because they were traveling for hours yesterday. So it was they a didn't late get to even have a shoot around this morning. Yeah. They didn't even get to go through sure. a walkthrough for this game. Exactly. And it wasn't no like they were playing the Pistons. This was the Milwaukee Bucks. I know they're dealing with their own things, but this is a good team with Giannis and with Damian Lillard. Yep. Yep. Uh, And and Giannis was phenomenal for about two and a half quarters. No Chris Middleton. We should point that out. Sure. Again, look at what Miami was missing and how far that extends. Yeah, if you want to compare battle scars, like that's... You know, right. the heat win that one going away. I just they've got a paper cut and we've got a ch- open, you know, sucking chest wound of a, of a <laughs> roster spot there. It's 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 not quite the same thing. And I just, it's unbelievable how you Miami just finds a way to turn it around. You mentioned next man up. That's not even accurate. It was next man up, next man up, next man up. 
It wasn't it. Look, the Heat have dealt with injuries all season long, and so I shouldn't be shocked that they know how to do it. But it's these specific injuries, and they were watching Butler. They still had their other two of their best three players with Bam and Tyler, but you they were down two starters and a key rotation guy in Josh Richardson, and basically right. all of their ball handlers. Yep. They started Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Caleb Martin, Nikola Jovic, who you had already mentioned was basically on ice for the last two weeks, and Bam Adebayo. I against a very very talented Milwaukee Bucks team it's 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 confounding how this team keeps finding a way to do it and you mentioned and I like how you phrased it it's a cliche that's almost turned true and and certain cliches are cliches because they are true right there's right. at least a, a a kernel of truth in those cliches well I went back and I was like are are these loss or are these wins by a shorthanded team just so loud that we sort of associate the heat with always doing this but in reality, they actually do have a losing record when Jimmy Butler is not playing, right? Because I could see that happening because you yeah, lose sure. without Jimmy Butler and it's expected and so it's quiet and you don't make a big deal out of it. But when you win without Jimmy Butler, then it's a big deal because it's so surprising. Well, I went back this year. The Heat are 10-7 and seven without Jimmy Butler. And that's not even – I'm not – I only point that out to say that this team just keeps doing it. This team is deep. We've already established that. But Jimmy Butler is their best player. And yep. you can only say accountability and all these things to a certain extent. Accountability does not replace talent. Accountability does not do that. And so what I why I keep asking is, how do they keep doing this? It's a genuine question. I used to come onto this show with answers for people. I don't <laughs> I don't necessarily I, I think I have a theory on this specific game, but I'll go back 10 and 7 without Jimmy Butler this season, without their best player. The 76ers in so it's 16 games without Jimmy Butler. The 76ers in 19 games and counting without Joel Embiid. They are six and thirteen. Yeah. And I'm not even making fun of Philadelphia. That's how it's supposed to work. You're supposed to lose more games without your best player on the court. That's how it's supposed to work. And the Heat are doing the exact opposite of that. But Jimmy Butler has, he's not your typical star player. Like he is clearly Miami's best player, but by the same token, his production isn't mm. the center of Miami's universe to that degree where they're counting on that level of production. Yes, even when he has his star resurgence of late and he's been playing at a high level before he took uh, a leave of absence from the team. Like his production was was great, but it's not like he was winning with forty point outbursts or anything like that. It's like a really good Jimmy Butler game is twenty eight points, twelve trips to the line, maybe you know eight of fifteen from the floor or something like that. Those kind of numbers aren't so astronomical that they 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 you know tip the scale so far in one direction. And what I've said from with Miami for a long time, I've said this again in the Jimmy yep, Butler yep. era. They don't have their number one talent that eclipses other teams, but their number one through number 10 level of talent is better than anybody else's in the league. And, and in terms of that accountability, their ability to step up when it matters, and you get these great performances from role players because there's a level of expectation, a level of preparedness, and an understanding, yes. look, you're going to be on call. You better come up with something. They don't and, make and they excuses. Did and I think right. that matters. I think Eric Spolstra said something pregame. People, uh, a reporter asked him, "Hey, you're short. You know what? What do you do going to a game shorthanded?" He goes, "Shorthanded would be an insult to those in the locker room." And I love that Eric Spolstra <laughs> just makes it so personal. It's like that is a very fair question from a reporter, but he's just like, "No, don't you dare! I'm not conceding right. that." You know, it's like that whole thing. Right. It's, yeah. um, but that's it. You know, that's that's sort of that's that's the messaging, and I think that's what makes the Heat such a great organization, just in terms of organizational integrity is that they they have the same messaging from the top from Eric Spol <laughs> Pat Riley Eric Spolster the, to the Nikola Jovic's who are riding yep. the bench one game and then starting in the next uh, in the very next game 
the point you made about Jimmy Butler not being a high usage star, I think is such a good one. And I didn't, I didn't thought about it, but you're right. Like people have talked about this with LeBron forever. It's LeBron right. is so singularly amazing. And yet, why is it that every team he's on, whether he's on a team with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh or Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love or Anthony Davis with the Lakers, every time he's off the court, his team has a minus point differential. Well, why is that? It's because when he's on the court, everything revolves around him. And that's a testament to how great and amazing that singular player is when it's LeBron James or Luka Doncic or Russell Westbrook during his MVP years or James Harden kind of doing the same thing. It's worth it at the end of the day. But when those players do have to miss games, you are sort of left in the middle of the ocean without a paddle, right? And with the Heat, because they're accustomed to playing with or without their star very much the same way, right? it's not that they don't miss a beat because that would be unfair to Jimmy Butler, but right. it doesn't really seem like they miss that many beats. And, and so I just... It, it, it's, I bet it's you if you rare. ask them in the locker room right now, nobody's surprised at the outcome. No, like maybe they're, they they would be like, no, you know, the, we didn't see a 30-point beatdown happening. But they anticipated the opportunity to win. Like they never go into any matchup thinking, "Oh, you know, we're, we're, we don't have enough." It's just maybe a close win. They they led wire to wire in this game, David. It wasn't even yeah. that they won. It was that they never trailed. It's that they dominated a title contender so thoroughly that I, it's it's look, it's weird. I do have one theory as to how this happened. Uh, so I will I will try to provide some answers. Plus, we hand out credit cookies. We'll do that next here on Locked On Heat. Today's episode is brought to you by Hungry Root. The team at Hungry Root just sent me a new box of some really good stuff. Look, there's so much in there as far as the different ingredients that you might be looking for. When you're tired of grocery shopping or meal planning, or if you just have specific dietary needs, well, Hungry Root takes care of all that for you. They save you time and save you money, and it reduces food waste too. Hungry Root can help save up to 30% on food waste each week. And with a special discount code, you get 40% off and free veggies for life. Hungry Root is your partner in healthy living. It's the easiest way to get fresh, high-quality groceries and simple, healthy recipes delivered to your door. You just take a fun quiz, and Hungry Root will get to know your personal health goals and what you like to eat and the kitchen appliances you use and so much more. Then they build you a personalized cart with all your grocery needs for the week and give you delicious recipe recommendations to put those groceries to use. Hungry Root will recommend those recipes and groceries based on your personal tastes, but each order is fully customizable. Take their suggestions or choose anything you want. They've got fresh produce, high-quality meat and seafood, pantry staples, healthy snacks, whatever you're looking for, Hungry Root has you covered. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Locked On Heat listeners 40% off their first delivery, and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com and slash LockedOn, and you get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash LockedOn. And don't forget to use our link so they know that we sent you. Thanks for making LockedOn Heat your first listen every day. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app every day or tune in Tomorrow night, Wednesday night, for our reactions to Miami's final game before the All-Star break in Philadelphia against the 76ers. Also a reminder, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. David, before we hand out credit cookies and then ask the question of whether or not Nikola Jovic 
needs to be a fixture in the rotation for the rest of the season based on tonight's game. Uh, a theory as to what actually happened in this one. I was sort of half joking. Like, I don't really know how the Heat doing this. And big picture, I think we've got some theories, uh, although it still remains amazing how they mm-hmm. keep getting away with this. But in this specific game against the Bucks, I actually think, look, I think the Heat with or without Jimmy Butler match up well against this team. Yeah. Bam's defense on Giannis, and I'm sure we're going to talk about that in the credit cookies portion here. His defense on Giannis is a different tool than any other team in the league really gets to use. I think it, even Draymond Green at this stage of his career, that would have been like the closest thing in Draymond's prime to what it is that Bam can do against Giannis. He is undersized against Giannis, but it doesn't really matter much because he gives him such a hard time. And I know Giannis's counting stats were good, but Bam's plus minus versus Giannis's plus minus, that tells the story, at least to me tonight. I thought he yeah. made things very difficult on him. So that's one part of this. Milwaukee's perimeter defense this year has been yes. awful. And that was right. that played right into Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson too. How many open threes for Duncan Robinson? It's like, I, it's like Milwaukee forgot who he was in this right. game. And then they mostly left Nikola Jovic open because they actually had Giannis guarding Jovic to start yep. the game. And he was going to play off of him and do all the Giannis, you know, off ball Rover things. And he was like, I don't know who this person is. So I'm just going to leave him open. And right. Jovic, and that's usually fine. Like that you would usually be a fine bet. Cause Jovic is a little streaky with his three point shooting. Well, he was hot tonight. He was ignitable, right? He yeah. did the thing. Uh, and he just, he made shots early and he just kept making shots with that confidence. And so, I thought that's in terms of the X's and O's and what actually happened tonight. I think that's essentially your recap. Yeah, I, I think that's a big part of it. Uh, the BAM defense is a good point. It allowed Miami to kind of drop a little bit as they were anticipating that that physical run to the rim that Giannis is known for. He was able to take a couple jumpers also, but even then they were kind of daring him to shoot. Yeah, but when he Bam made a couple of long drops, ones that I think they'd, yeah. they were willing to live with. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, with Bam kind of dropping back a little bit, absorbing the inevitable you know, run to the rim from Giannis, it allowed everybody else to kind of hedge towards the perimeter and close out. There were a number of help uh, defenders there. Every time uh, uh, Dame or Brooke Lopez or Pat Connaughton or Bobby Portis, like I think Portis, for the most part, had the most wide open looks. Maybe mm. Malik Beasley had a couple ones too, but for the most part, when Dame had the ball, Caleb and or Tyler were immediately on him trying to make things difficult, forcing him into bobbling the ball or not getting a comfortable look at the rim. Not until I think he had his first three pointer early in the third quarter at some point. Like that was like he was basically shut down for the first half. Yeah. And then he kind of caught a little bit of fire. But by then it was too little too late. And Miami was on such a roll offensively. And, and, and you bring up a good point about Giannis kind of playing off of Jovic and he just sparked everything else because then all of a sudden you're seeing him shoot three after three wide open from the corner Duncan like he he had some open looks but a lot of those were you know Duncan-esque in terms of like coming off his screens shooting from the corners he's fading away ridiculous shots that really nobody else can make and he was nailing those so that I don't know and Malik Beasley and all these guys just dying on screens and it helps that Bam is such an incredible screen setter and that Milwaukee on the same side their perimeter guards since they've traded Drew Holiday very bad at getting over even average mm. screens, let alone strong screens. So that was part of it, too. You mentioned Bam also being able to play off of Giannis. I think a really underrated part of Bam's game just overall is how strong he is, yeah. specifically in the lower body. Like, you don't see guys barrel into him and right. make him move. They don't. People don't move Bam off of his spot. So even with somebody right. like Giannis, who you hesitate to give him that, like, sort of driving lane, that, that, that runway to kind of pick yeah. up steam – you can't really play off of him because he's just going to roll over you. 
not Bam. Bam has that strength to kind of hold his own and yep. and and, and kind of keep his spot there. Uh, let's go to Credit Cookies. It's the tastiest segment. Another Heat win. The tastiest segment of Locked On Heat. It is time to hand out some Credit Cookies. Who are we giving cookies out to today, David? It was a little difficult, to be honest with you, because there were all these mm. incredible performances and even Bam's understated performance, a triple-double, incredible plus-minus out on the floor. Like, he was so impactful, even if he didn't have this monstrously productive night. But I've got to start off with Nikola Jovic, his performance early in the first quarter, setting the tone, looking aggressive. He hit his first shot of the game, and, like, almost immediately you could see the kind of spark that he was able to provide Brooke Lopez playing off of him, Giannis playing off of him, and he was wide open for a number of threes. So he gets the bulk of these. He gets four cookies on my end. I gave Duncan Robinson three as well because I think, again, mm. he was just such a difference maker in terms of his offense. When his three-point shot wasn't there, he was able to create off-ball, uh, put the ball down, and be able to like find an open corner or somebody from the perimeter. So he had a yep. great game. that I gave him three credit cookies. Kevin Love. Comes yeah. in with two because I thought he was incredible. His five of seven shooting was monstrous. He provided such a spark, a big challenge from Eric Spolstra in favor of Kevin Love that went his way. And I think he was just he was emotionally fired up. You could see him after he hit a three-pointer. He was as jazzed up as a veteran can get at this point in a regular season. It was fantastic to see. And I can't believe that I'm doing this for somebody who had a triple-double. Only one credit cookie for Bam out of bio. So we could debate those numbers, but it's hard to take away from any of the other players because there were yeah. so many impactful performances from those other guys. I'm a little surprised that we got nothing for Tyler Hero. Yeah, I mean, where do I squeeze? Game, five assists, 19 points. Jaime coming off the bench, a big stretch yes. in that second quarter. He had 12 points, his best game in, in a while. I think we could take one off of Jovic because... He was very. He was playing off of a lot of what other these guys. I credit to him making shots, but four. I, I think he. We could give him three just because he was really playing off of what like guys like Hero and Duncan were doing. And if we could give him three and move one to Tyler Hero, I think that would be fair. That's fine. I, you know what? I'm in a good mood. Why not? All let's right. uh, let's spread the love. It's the day before Valentine's. Like Why it. not? Kevin and a love shout out a big... <laughs> and a healthy shout out to Jaime Hakas Jr. I love it with the credit cookies. Back on Nikola Jovic, you mentioned sort of that early role that he got on eight of Miami's first 11 points right and that was just taking advantage of the scouting report it was very much hey kind of just taking what the defense gives you because they were yep. keyed in on Tyler they were keyed in on Duncan they were keyed in on Bam they didn't know who Nikola Jovic was and he just made shots and so credit to him like you got to make them and he came in and made them like okay, this is not a warm body this was at a body on ice and came in and just like like nothing ever happened like he had been on a roll like he'd been scoring 20 plus points in the last three games in a row. That's how he just came out in this game with that confidence. I love that confidence that he plays with. He really does believe that he should be playing every single night. He doesn't make a big fuss about it when he doesn't, but he's got that level of confidence. We mentioned the BAM defense. Um, I thought that's and, and Nico, how he, Can I just say, I think yeah. defensively, he wasn't he's as problematic. I, I think so. Like He was able to hold his own. He challenged Brooke Lopez. He was trying to be physical with uh, you know either Dame or Giannis. I think he had a couple possessions there where he really held his own, forced a steal on a drive by Giannis too. Like the size, the length matters. Like Miami is so typically undersized, and yet with Jovic, at this point, like I, I don't know if we would have said this three months ago, and certainly we wouldn't have said this of him last year. But he's bulked up, he's a little bit more aware, and he was moving his feet better defensively and I think it really helped Miami tonight because they just weren't able to exploit him they weren't able to target him they tried they tried targeting him they tried targeting Tyler and Duncan to no avail and I think it was just again a symptomatic of Miami's great help defense throughout the night 
having him as a long player be able to at least stand up in front of Brook Lopez allowed yep. Bam to guard Giannis, yep. right? And they also ran lineups with Kevin Love and Bam Adebayo, and they did the same thing, or whether it was Giannis and Bobby Portis. But, like, just having another big allows Bam to guard Giannis. It also allows Bam to be a rover when Giannis is out on the perimeter, which he's, if I have a complaint about Giannis this season, is that he kind of hangs out on the perimeter a little too much, and it does sure. muck up a lot of what Milwaukee does, where he probably should just be in the dunker spot or in some sort of advantage, advantageous cutting position, but he doesn't. He just sort of hangs out there like he's like he's Damian Lillard almost. Yeah. And so he, when he yeah. did that, Bam could play off of him and can get into these passing lanes. And he did have a steal based on exactly that. Giannis above the break, just sort of right above the free above the free throw line, beyond the three point line. And Jovic was just right in front of Brook Lopez. He kind of mucked some things up. There was a pass into the middle of the court. Bam was able to steal with it, steal it, and and, and create a turnover in that way. And Miami had a big turnover edge in this game they only had 14 turnovers milwaukee had 18 and a lot of that kind of stuff happened late in garbage time too and it was basically you know a bigger difference than that for most of the game so awesome uh one uh, one other note on this tyler hero duncan robinson i thought they played as well as they have in a long time together there was a lot of them pointing to each other kind of uh, signaling each other in different directions It, it because of the way duncan robinson has evolved as a ball handler they yep. didn't lose that much in not having Terry Rozier in this game, right? Uh, and I wouldn't say that Milwaukee's defense gave the most effort tonight in terms of blocking guys from getting to the basket. But yeah. still, with Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson doing their thing, and then Bam Adebayo dragging that defense wherever he wanted it on the roll and finding guys on that short roll, it was a lot of Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo pick and roll, Duncan Robinson moving off the ball, relocating the way that he does beyond the three-point line. I just thought it was tremendous. Uh, by those three guys who really just fueled Miami's offense and got those open looks for Nikola Jovic and those other guys. With, with Bam in the mid-range, too, and Nick Nico operating for the perimeter, like there was no real defender uh, guarding the rim. And, and there were, mm. I think there were like three different layups where I think Caleb, Tyler, and I want to say Duncan, they kind of just walked it in. It was like as wide open as you'll yeah. ever see the painted area there. On a half-court possession, too. It wasn't like it was a transition yeah. opportunity. And they just kind of walked it in. And I remember Caleb like, scooping it in casually with his left hand. And it was just like this a key possession, too, where Miami was building their lead. And, and they Tyler do that look around. Record. They yeah. do the look around after they're like, was that <laughs> sure? it? And then and then Jaime, I remember the possessions you're talking about. And then Jaime had this like backdoor cut. And I hesitate to even say backdoor because there was not even a house. There's no right. house for the back door to exist. Like you just like you just cut baseline. He was like, nobody's here. Okay, very good. Thank you very yep. much. I'll take my easy layup. Um, yep. No, it, it, Milwaukee's got some issues defensively. I was starting to kind of believe in them under Doc yeah. Rivers. I know they've been losing games, but this was maybe this is more of the second night of the back-to-back thing where you could chalk it up. But their defense just it wasn't there for them. It wasn't there for do, them tonight. Do you think it was like a not necessarily a trap game, but they were kind of so emotionally invested again i'm trying to think of it from the bucks fans perspective like you know they were invested in the nuggets rematch or matchup the day before and they were kind of looking past miami with the all-star yeah. break looming and everything else like that maybe and that kind of lets you watch you watch that game right because you were on the, yeah, the locked on nba show so like uh, yeah we gotta go to break let's talk about this a little bit because i think this is interesting and then we'll get to some of our listener questions we'll do that after this Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. And eBay Motors 
as everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers to roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and so much more. Whether you're into speed or power or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit you're right every time, or you get your money back because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions do apply, and eBay guarantee fit only available to U.S. customers. Thanks for making Locked on Heat your first listen every day. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app. I want to talk a little bit more about the Milwaukee Bucks because the whole situation there is fascinating. We do have a question about Nikola Jovic that we'll get to here in, in just a second. Um, but you watched that game last night because you were on the NBA show. I watched that game last night because I think every NBA fan had it circled. It's Denver and it's right. Milwaukee. It could be a finals right. preview. I thought Milwaukee's defense in that game was way better than it was yeah. in this game. So maybe there is something to what you mentioned. Maybe sort of invested in that first game. They had it circled on their calendar too, second night of a back-to-back in this one, even though it wasn't home. I think there's something to it. Maybe. I, you know, with Giannis, he he was dominant in that win over Denver. They blew him out. Uh, yeah. And, and, and I think Denver struggled a little bit too. And talking about it with, you know, Matt Moore, who covers the Nuggets and is the host of Locked on Nuggets, you know, he, he said they were kind of tired and just looking past and kind of ready for the all-star break. Yep. And and then the, the flip side to that is, you know, Bucks people will tell you that despite the losing when Doc first took over, the process has been immensely better. Like there's I an understanding. That. Yeah, there's yeah. an understanding of what to do that wasn't there under Adrian Griffin because it was well so much so chaotic because he really wasn't ready for that responsibility of being the head coach with doc there's preparedness there's understanding and they had been thriving even without chris middleton so you got to tip your hat to them but i don't know i don't know if they kind of just took their foot off their gas maybe Giannis was exhausted because he had been so great the night before Mm. uh brooke lopez wasn't shooting well either and you kind of need him to be out there and spacing the floor if he's not hitting those shots then Basically, he's, he's not really capable of protecting the rim. Again, we just talked about with Bam in the mid-range and yeah. Nico shooting for the perimeter. He's basically a non-factor and Dame struggling as well. So I don't know. Uh, it's, no, you know it's interesting. It, it, I mean, look, it's not. We're, we already established that that's not the reason. Like, There's no excuse right. for losing by 30 points to Miami tonight based right. on, on the context of everything. I'm, I'm just thinking like bigger picture. I... I Every other day, I'm like, I believe in the Bucks, and then I don't. You know what I mean? Like they're just they're such a <laughs> yeah. confounding team in the Eastern Conference, and that's why I just wanted to talk to you about it because you had done the NBA show. So anyway, let's go back to the Miami Heat here. Let's go to our listener questions. As always, thanks to everybody who sent in those questions after the game on Twitter using the hashtag #AskLOHeat. Email us lockedonheat at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram lockedonheat. This question comes from Emo Jimmy, who writes mm-hmm. in: Is there any chance at all? And Nikola Jovic actually cracks the lineup when this team gets fully healthy heading into April. David, what do you think? I don't know. I I wish I wish I had answers for you. If I had to guess, honestly, I would say no. I just think tonight was uh, a, a perfect maelstrom of everything working in his favor. Like the size was a big factor. I wish that Eric Spolstra felt more comfortable tweaking the lineup and recognizing like I think we talked about this in our show with Rowan Notkerney yesterday like that he should have started Kevin Love because the double big lineup would have helped again to mitigate what Brooke Lopez was theoretically Mm -hmm. able to provide there and Love would have been spacing the floor tonight it was Nico instead but he pushes the pace he was igniting the offense 
I just also don't think that his style of play meshes well with Jimmy Butler. And it's unfortunate right. because you see this really great style where they're pushing the pace, they're bringing the ball up quickly, they're starting their transition offense, and Milwaukee had no answer for it. And then they were able to shoot nearly 50% from three-point range. So maybe everything just worked out perfectly where those shots were falling as a result of those fast-break transition opportunities. But I'm just not sure that when Jimmy's out on the floor that Nico can – have the same level of impact as he had tonight. Uh, maybe there's a way that he can that spoke and shoehorn Nico in there when Jimmy is off the court when with that right. second unit that is a, that trends younger when it's Tyler Hero, Terry Rozier, Jaime, and Bam. Maybe there's some room there, but he usually likes to put Caleb Martin out there with that unit. But maybe you can get Caleb Martin a break and put Nico in there. I, but even then, we're talking about extending a rotation to ten that's basically at a really clean nine right now. When everybody yeah. is healthy, and that's the key point. Like when everybody's healthy, I I don't think that Nikola Jovic is in the rotation. And I, some of it, some of rotation building is obviously you want your best players to play, but some of it also is like you were talking about before, just chemistry. Who plays well with each other? What kind of style are we trying to ex- execute on any given night? And Nikola Jovic could be a very good player and one that the Miami Heat remain high on without him necessarily playing. Like both things right. can be true. Just because yeah. he's on the bench does not mean that he don't believe in him or that he's not even a good player, period, right? And so right. Um, I think that they remain high on him. They they always remind everybody, every time you talk to anybody within the Heat organization, he's only 20, he's only 20, all these things, and that they do, they do believe in his future. But maybe it's a future sort of as Jimmy Butler ages and Nikola Jovic also ages, because that's how time works, um, and it becomes maybe more of a factor in Miami's plans on the court and so whatever i don't i don't know that there's any i also don't know that there's any need to rush it i i kind of came to the realization watching it tonight i love watching these kinds of performances from nikola jovic because it's just bonus it's icing on the cake and when he was start when he was starting that 10 game stretch when jimmy butler was out it just felt like it was almost expected of him and it became less fun and so this is just sort of like a have a nice thing and just appreciate it kind of moment for fans it's like wow that random night in February, right before the all-star break, that was really cool. And yeah. maybe that could just be it. Maybe it could just be really cool. And, and so I, I appreciate the question and I think it's a good question to ask, but I also just don't, I want to keep expectations low for Nico. Do you think he starts tomorrow in Philadelphia? Probably since we're looking at the same lineup, I would imagine it's, they'll probably just do the same thing. Yeah. Assuming there's no injury from tonight. And I don't think that there would be, I, I, I imagine he would probably stick with it. Cause it's, that's just who Spo is, but Philadelphia, a smaller team with Paul Reed starting in Embiid's place, Tobias. You know, I, I don't know if that's necessarily as advantageous a matchup. Well, or... I think the other part of Milwaukee and Philadelphia that's similar is that they both want to push the pace. And having Nico out there actually helps them. Like Miami was playing into Milwaukee's pace. They basically played into Milwaukee's game tonight and they, yeah. they trounced them. They never trailed in the game, they dominated Milwaukee's style of play. Um, and if Philadelphia is going to try to push the pace with Tyrese Maxey and a little bit of a smaller group, Kelly Oubre and all these guys, um, then Nico does fit sort of into that scheme. Buddy Heal too. No, I mean, he had a big game last night. He did. Yeah. So uh, we'll see what happens. Looking forward to another big game from Nikola Jovic, potentially another podium game for him on Wednesday night. You'll find out what happens by tuning in to Locked On Heat after the game. But for now, thanks for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube and follow us on your favorite podcast app.